Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome back to AutoLine Daily, where we scour the world to bring you the latest news in the global automotive industry. And today's coverage starts in Europe, where Renault is delaying the introduction of its newest electric car due to poor demand. The EV version of the Twingo, which was just introduced at the Geneva show, will not go on sale because there just is not enough people interested in EVs. Renault already sells four EVs, the Zoe, Fluence, Kangoo, and Twizy, but they account for less than 1% of Renault's sales. We here at AutoLine have been warning for years that the EV segment was going to turn into a financial disaster for the major car companies, and now it's starting to happen. Okay, now we swing over to China, where the WTO just handed Chinese authorities a stinging rebuke. In 2011, they imposed additional tariffs on vehicles imported from the U.S., but the World Trade Organization ruled that those duties, 21.5% per vehicle, violated international trade rules. China instituted the tariffs because it claimed the U.S. illegally subsidized GM and Chrysler with the bailouts. But those import tariffs apply to all imported vehicles made in the USA, including BMWs and Mercedes-Benzes. You know the real reason? It was in retaliation to U.S. tariffs on Chinese tires that were being dumped in the U.S. market, and the WTO ruled in favor of the U.S. on that one. You know, it used to be that American automakers would reveal their newest vehicles in the U.S., but these days, more intros are happening in China. Chevy just showed the refreshed version of the Aveo, or the Sonic as we know it in the American market. The sedan is the first model to get the automaker's new design language, what it calls design with a heartbeat. So this model now sports a new front and rear fascia and also gets a new set of 16-inch wheels. Powertrain and interior options remain the same. The refresh, refreshed model goes on sale in China in June. The next story takes us to Russia, where car sales are plummeting. Bo Anderson, the CEO of Autovaz, tells Bloomberg that Russian sales will drop 20% this year due to the economy hitting the wall. And that's before Western sanctions hit Russia due to Vladimir Putin's land grab of Crimea so this could get a lot worse. And now we head over to Japan. In 2015, Nissan will be fielding GTR race cars at the 24 Hours of Le Mans and will also roll out a new LMP1 car called the GTR LM Nismo. The P1 cars are the fastest ones and the only ones really with the best chance of an overall win. We only get to see the car shown under a cover, but Nissan makes it sound like it could have a fairly radical design much like the Delta Wing that wowed us just a few years ago. Okay, speaking of racing, now you gotta bear with me a moment because I have got some venting to do. I'm a motorsports fan, but this past Sunday, we fans were subjected to some of the worst television coverage of two great races, the Indy 500 
and the 600-mile NASCAR race at Charlotte. Television ratings of car racing continues to go down, and it's easy to see why. The TV coverage stinks. First of all, they dumbed down their coverage to try and appeal to people who never watch races. But they've been dumbing it down all my life, and they've never brought in more viewers doing it that way. The indie commentators filled more time yakking on about background stories than covering the drama taking place on the track. We got every replay angle to every accident, but they barely glossed over the killer move of the race when winner Ryan Hunter Ray practically drove down on the grass at 223 miles an hour to pass Elio Castroneves for the win. Nah, we never got a replay of that. In fact, they never even gave us the finishing positions of the full field. And by the way, if I hear them pronounce it Helio Castroneves one more time, I'm gonna puke. Meanwhile, I watched the NASCAR race from flag to flag, but I missed a huge chunk of the race. Why? Because they break for commercial every six laps or so, and you miss three laps with every break. I figure I missed almost 200 laps of racing. Another thing, while I have the utmost respect for Daryl Waltrip's insight and commentary, I've had it up to here with his boogity, boogity, boogity at the start of every race. If motor racing is wondering why it's losing its TV audience, all they have to do is look at the way they cover races. The racing has never been better. It's the coverage that stinks. Coming up next, we're going to talk about what it's like trying to cross the U.S. of A in just 32 hours and 7 minutes. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. On last week's Autoline After Hours, we were joined by Corey Wells, the director of a documentary called 32 Hours, 7 Minutes, which looks at the controversial U.S. transcontinental speed record set during the 1983 U.S. Express, a successor to the Cannonball Races. In the following clip, Corey tells us what it's like riding in a car that's trying to speed from New York to California in less than two days. I trusted, first and foremost, I trusted the drivers. You have to trust the people driving or you have to trust your own skill. And that's one of the, I think, reasons why not that many people ever tried this. So I knew uh, David and Alex's skill behind the wheel. I'd driven a lot with them and I was, I knew what they were capable of. I knew they were safe. Um, it, it was an opportunity to get the best ride ever and witness what actually took place. What is it like to be in a car going that fast for that long? And I'll tell you, it's, it's like a different reality. You are hurtling through the U.S. You're you're on a different plane than everyone else is. Um, nothing else matters, which is the best part about it. The bills you have to pay, the appointment you have next week, whatever might have happened before is gone because every moment you are in that moment, in that car, and it's 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 so thrilling you don't sleep. There it, wasn't any sleep. It sounds car. a little bit almost like you're describing the experience of an astronaut. Of, of what certain people who have been in space have described also, is that their reality is completely altered for that time. They see the world and the universe in a, in a different way, and it's like they're existing in a, in a different time-space plane. Yes, and 
similar to uh, an astronaut, I had no control over the car. Um, I couldn't get out when I wanted to. If something went wrong, it had to be dealt in the car at speed. And if I was a little late, maybe uh, getting back to the car at a gas station, well, <laughs> Alex told me they were leaving without me. <laughs> Boy, you know, I think if any one of us normally drove that route, it would take over a hundred hours of driving. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thank you for watching and please join us again tomorrow.